Thank you for coming back to my journey and episode 23. First, I have to apologize up front. Unfortunately, I strained my back, so this week I'll be recording a shorter episode than normal. It seems Princess Kona is posting to her site, and you'd think that she would help me out a bit. But alas, no. I hope to return to a regular episode next week. Last week, I shared some background on working at Chi Chi's and some of the leadership experiences and lessons that I learned. I did learn a lot from this experience, like any experience that we have in our lives. For me, like all of my previous experiences, I learned as much about myself as I did about leading and managing larger and larger organizations. Learning that leaning forward and paying attention to details is a foundation to build on. There were some drawbacks to working at Chi Chi's. The first is that we played Mexican music continuously in the restaurant and played pop music in the bar. When we closed, we would crank up the pop music throughout the entire restaurant while the employees finished out closing for the day. The employees really appreciated that. The other drawback was that the managers worked crazy long hours. Sometimes you would open the store, take a break, and then come back to close the store. When you closed, the paperwork and supervising the closing staff would take upwards of an hour, making it a very long day. An added note was that when I was not working, I would tend to go by the store for dinner or stop by otherwise to make sure things were going smoothly. Since a bonus is based on profitability, you took ownership of the operation. I'd often take my sister to dinner with me, which was a nice change for her as well. What I learned was that while I was dining, I would watch the servers. My server, of course, would take very good care of our table. What I would do is I would watch other tables to see what their service was like, when their food came out, and how the servers handled their customers. Speaking of customers, there are some very vivid situations that I remember. Since we had a large restaurant, we naturally would have mistakes. It wasn't really a big deal as long as we handled it properly. When a mistake did happen out in the dining room, the server would come back to the kitchen and tell the line cooks that an order was a replacement, we called it being on the fly, and that order would take priority. Sometimes when this happened, a food server would be, quote, quote, in the weeds, which meant they were really swamped, and we would try to get another server to help or some runners to make sure their food got out to all, their, all of their tables. Then it was practiced that a manager would always stop by the table to offer an apology and to make sure everything else was going well. Sometimes, when the issue was a little larger than a small error, you'd have to make an additional suggestion, although more often than not, that sincere apology would take care of the trick. What I would use, more times than not, was hoping that the table had youngsters, although my trick often worked when they were all adults. At the time, we only offered one dessert. We called it Mexican fried ice cream. It was a scoop of French vanilla ice cream formed into a ball. The ice cream balls were rolled in cornflake crumbs and refrozen. Then, when someone ordered one, the line cook would drop the coated ice cream into the deep fat fryer for a second, maybe two at the most, place the ice cream onto a bed of whipped cream. Then you would put florets of whipped cream around the edge. 
You would sprint, you would uh, coat the top with a little bit of honey and then more whipped cream on the top with a maraschino cherry. They were very popular and they looked great. So when there were kids at the table, I would often say, who would like some Mexican fried ice cream? Of course, the kids are always saying, oh, I do. And there's no way a parent would say, no, I'd rather have a free meal. So I would offer to provide complimentary dessert for the table. At the time, these cost $1.95 and maybe 30 cents to make. It was a cheaper alternative than picking up the entire meal or the whole check for the entire table. And generally, everyone would be happy. Sometimes, of course, late at night, we would have an unruly customer either in the bar or from the bar into the dining room. I remember one case very well. A party of five was in a booth in the terrace and the food server said they were becoming belligerent. I went out to the table with a plan to politely encourage them to finish up and go without any incidents. A boisterous person said to me, I want to speak to the manager. I am the manager. I meant I want to speak to an American manager. I am an American manager. I serve my country. I want to speak to a manager who was a veteran. I am a veteran. That was pretty much enough, and the party quickly paid their bill and left. What they didn't know was that we had the local police on the line in case things just didn't go very well. We didn't need them that night. There were fun times as well. One of the line cooks had a motorcycle. I was intrigued because I've never been on a motorcycle, and it looked like a lot of fun. So I was kind of scared to ride one. He kept suggesting that I go for a ride, and finally I decided I would as long as it was just in the parking lot after closing. So I hopped on the back of the motorcycle and grabbed onto him probably as tight as I could. Similar to my experiences at the amusement park, I closed my eyes, and as we went over a speed bump, I kind of freaked out. He wasn't going fast, but since I haven't been on a motorcycle, it was kind of scary. I have not been on a motorcycle since. I pretty much just stick to my bicycle. In pretty short order, I was ready to seek a, or seek a promotion. There weren't any promotions in my store, and I was willing to wait because I liked living close to work, and the other stores in the area were over the bridge tunnel to Norfolk and Virginia Beach. Alas, there still weren't any projected openings either, so Joe, the regional vice president, offered me a promotion to a store in Fayetteville, North Carolina. North Carolina? I like living in the Hampton Roads area, so I decided to have the conversation about what the deal would be. Since I had a house in Hampton as well, and remember, my sister was living with me. My deal was this. I would go to Fayetteville for six months with the promise that I would come back to the Hampton Roads store thereafter and if a position wasn't available, they would make one for me since it was a large volume store. My sister and I set off for Fayetteville, North Carolina. It was very different than Hampton. Fort Bragg is in Fayetteville along with Pope Air Force Base. Pope is a very small base almost completely encircled by Fort Bragg. The Chi-Chi's was much, was much smaller than Hampton, and Fayetteville was very different, and I was glad we would only be there for just a few months. We rented a duplex, which was new by chance, and so it was really nice. 
we had a move, we moved a very small amount of furniture and rented what else we needed. I also decided to launch my consulting business so I would pick up a client or two along the way. I remember one client, it was a hair salon just off the main road. It was a small business with a large parking lot and a large marquee sign by chance. One thing about Fayetteville was that it was a coupon place. Everybody had a coupon for everything. The penny saver, the newspaper, the smaller papers, they all had ads with coupons. When I interviewed the owner about her thoughts about the business, the first thing she said was, well, you know, we don't offer coupons. Aside from that, the books looked good and the turnover rate was low, meaning that the regular customers were happy and stayed with the business. I wrote up a recommendation and the first was, offer coupons. The other two recommendations were really on the margins. I collected my fee and basically just told her what she already knew. Things were going pretty well at Chi Chi's. It wasn't very exciting. The GM was pretty inexperienced, so I became the go-to guy for operational and financial issues. The most experienced manager was the office manager. She was also a beau of the regional vice president, so she was definitely connected. This helped me because she saw that I was one of the ones basically running the unit, and that got back to Joe. There were three employees that stood out. The two cold prep employees were very long-term employees that were two women and very efficient and highly productive. They had worked there so long that they got whatever they wanted. And as a new guy, you learn that you don't mess with their schedule or any requests. The reality was, while this is a good plan, of course, there always are improvements that can be made. So this was a part of my experiences with Chi-Chi's that helped me learn how to make, uh, come up with an idea and figure out how for the employees to own it as their own, and then they'll want to make the change. The most, most notable employee that I had, his name was Javier. This guy was absolutely amazing. He lived fairly close to the restaurant and was middle-aged. He was friendly and loved the job. I thought that at some point we should move him to another part of the kitchen so where he would make more money. His response was no. He enjoyed being a dishwasher. It's what he wanted to do. In Fayetteville on the weekends, if I needed three dishwashers for the whole evening, you would schedule five and hoped two might show up. And sometimes none showed up. Let's be frank. It's not an easy job, it's not a glamorous job, and it's not a fun job. To Javier, it was the most important job in the restaurant. He knew that if the dishes or the kitchen utensils and so forth were not clean, disaster would be the result. He felt like he was one of the most important people in the restaurant, and frankly, he was. So when we were short, I would call him, and he would come in. We would pay him overtime more than almost any other employee. And it didn't matter when he was called, he would show up with a smile on his face and ready to do the job. I learned a lot from Javier, similar to what I learned in the Air Force. Every job is important. Otherwise, it wouldn't be needed. In a business, you have to pay a salary, so that makes a lot of sense. We needed great food servers, efficient line cooks, and conscientious dishwashers. He made such an impression on me 
that I actually used his story later in my career to express the importance of every job in the organization. After the fourth month came about in Fayetteville, I hadn't heard about my promised return to Hampton. Hmm. Well, my sister and I were both anxious to get back. The house was standing empty, and she wasn't working in Fayetteville. So, by the beginning of the fifth month, I went to work and told the office manager, Good news! I'm going back to Hampton. She said, wait, uh, Joe hasn't said anything because it was public knowledge that Joe and she were dating. Well, I knew Pillow Talk about the store was happening. She was kind of like the ears and eyes of the unit. My response was, that's right. Joe hasn't mentioned it to me either. I'm going back to Hampton with or without Chi-Chi's. It wasn't the next day, but it was not that far past the next day that Joe said to me, oh, um, I wanted to remind you that I'm sending you back to Hampton as we agreed and with a promotion. My tip is, the lesson I learned, always know the flow of information in an organization. More often than not, it's not the formal path. So we're on our way back to Hampton and because of the back strain mentioned at the start of the episode, I'm going to close here. Next week, we're moving back to Hampton, actually, but not too long. I think it's fair to say that by this time in my life, professionally, things are going pretty well. What was missing was my personal life and a relationship. I think you'll see that while things may not change a lot, the reasons become more evident. I'm going to dedicate this episode to Javier. I only knew him for a very short time. He is an example of being happy in what you do. It's not about what the job is that you have. It's about being happy and doing your job well and with pride. As we see the world today with social media and the focus on workers in the post-pandemic world, a lot of folks can learn a lot from this. This is a period of time that there are few photos still before mobile phones and the busy schedule in the restaurant business. So this week, I'm going to post a couple of pictures of Princess Kona. And you can see more of her work uh, with a link that I'll put with those photos. Have a great week, and I hope to be back with a regular episode next week. I'll see you soon.